to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Guns N' Roses with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be, uh, well, a mix of precipitation today. Rain and snow. At least it's warming up. High of 36. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. There are some of you who are going to be listening to uh, today's podcast later in the day. Uh-huh. Let me just say for the record that it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Having yes. said that, you've stepped into a doozy today. We have? <laughs> are you kidding me? What? We got uh, tickets to see Andrew Dice Clay at Symphony Hall. Oh, boy. You know how exciting that is? Uh-huh. We also have uh, the code word Alexa, and we got letters. Lots and lots of letters. Lots of letters. Also, uh, comedian Dusty Slay has got a Netflix special out that's out. We'll talk to him later on this morning, too. See, there's a lot going on. As far as those uh, letters go, a lot of angry people out there. Lots of angry people. Yeah, you try to make them happy. Yeah. They're yeah. never happy. Never happy. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552. And Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to see some mixed precipitation today. Uh, high of 36 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 41. It gets warmer and warmer as the week goes on. Uh, Going to see a high of 50 on Friday. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems through the, uh, through the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. The uh, Golden Raspberry Award, which sounds pretty dirty, by the way. It does. Uh, also known as the Razzies uh, nominees were announced yesterday. Uh, you know, the annual awards that honor the worst of the year? Yeah. The Oscar nominees will be announced later this morning. The uh, Expendables 4 leads the Razzies with seven nominations. The Exorcist, Believer, and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey are tied for second with five each. I'd really like, I want to see that Winnie the Pooh thing just to scare the crap out of my childhood memories. You know, it's about time we start taking a more evil approach to some of these shows. The uh, winners will be announced Saturday, March 9th, the night before the Oscars. Uh, Worst picture, The Exorcist Believer. Worst actor, Russell Crowe in The Pope's Exorcist. Uh, Worst actor is also up for nominee, John Voight. John Voight? The actor? No, the periodontist. Anyway, the worst actress, Anna de Armas in Ghosted. Uh, Worst supporting actress, Kim Cattrall in About My Father. Yeah, she wasn't, uh, other than that Oscar-winning performance she had in Mannequin, I didn't think she was that great on Sex in the City. Actually, if you recall, uh, she lost out to that Oscar. Yeah. Uh, to, to much outrage. I she think, was so good. I think uh, Roger Rabbit won the Oscar over her that same year that that movie came out. Uh, worst Supporting Actor, Michael Douglas in The Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Which is uh, hard to believe. Michael Douglas is uh, usually a a go-getter. Even at his age. Uh, Worst screenplay goes to The Exorcist, believer. I haven't seen the new Exorcist. I've only seen the old one where she spits up all that pea soup. It's a good one. No ham in there, though, huh? Not not even a hawk. No. Not uh, even a hawk in that hork. Ryan Gosling got suspended from school in first grade for throwing steak knives at other children. What kind of steak knives are they using in grade school? I don't know. It's because he had just seen First Blood. 
Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. A little Rambo action going on for you there. He said, quote, I thought we were in the movie. <laughs> no. Uh, Ken Jennings says Jeopardy would cast Emma Stone in a heartbeat if she passes the same test that all the contestants have to take. He added uh, that she uh, has a leg up for being pretty good on camera. She's uh, She recently shared her interest in competing on the classic version of Jeopardy. Emma Stone? Yeah. She can do whatever she wants. She I would a, Absolutely. I wouldn't stand in her way. I wouldn't even give her a test. If she feels that confident about it, just do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like to have my car? <laughs> you know, I give the I give her the keys to the car. I mean, yeah. I'd do whatever she wants. I would get yeah yeah. That woman could say whatever she wanted to me, and I would give it to her. <laughs> even give, if she told give me to, what to her exactly. Even if she told me to go away, I yeah. would respect that. Really? But but at least she would have talked to me. Suppose she said, Steve, I think you should go see a doctor after this. Listen. No response is a response, okay? He added that Emma would have to take all those online tests like everyone else and audition, but luckily uh, for her, she's probably pretty good on the camera, so it's not going to be a big deal. They're just going to throw her on. All right, well, Ken Jennings has spoken. Uh, You probably heard, well, he's the new Alex Trebek now. He's going to be, like, you know, 20 years from now, nobody's going to remember who Alex Trebek was. No, I think 20 years from now, people will be begging that we unearth his body so he can replace Ken Jennings. Yeah, can we do that AI thing with Alex Trebek? Much. You know what? That's a job that could easily be done by AI. It could. Uh, you've probably heard about the planned reboot of Lizzie McGuire with Hillary Duff that got canceled by Disney after filming two episodes. But BuzzFeed put together a list of other planned TV show reboots that got canceled that you might not remember. You ready? Uh, a reboot of Murder, She Wrote. Starring Octavia Spencer. Man, okay. that, that would have sounded pretty good. That wouldn't have been bad. A live-action Powerpuff Girls. Mm, no. Yeah, it's all right. A present-day reboot of Clueless with Dion Davenport as the main character instead of Cher. Probably not necessary. A relaunch of The Simple Life, but instead of Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, it would follow Kelly Osborne and Kimberly Stewart. Kelly Osborne is the... Isn't, I, I thought you were trying to follow a younger group of people. She's like in her 40s, isn't she? Isn't that weird to think that she's now aged out? It is. It's totally weird to me. Uh, Kelly quit after filming the pilot because she said it was uh, demeaning to others. By the way, watch my dad lick up some weird <laughs> substance off the off the stage floor. Yeah. Your dad snorted ants off, uh, outside of a pool yeah. with his nose. Yeah, but God forbid we did something that was uncouth for the young for the young kids. A Charlie's Angel reboot called Angels 88 starring Taya Leone and Sandra Canning. Mm. Yeah, no. An L.A. Law revival. Oh, God. Who would revive that? Why are we bringing up shows that people have mostly forgotten about? Uh, with the return of Blair Underwood. Well, it's about time he gets some work. Well, uh, who was the other guy? Uh... Who was the uh, Jimmy Smiths? Wasn't Jimmy, Jimmy Smiths on L.A. Law? Yes, he was. Yeah, and uh, Susan Day wasn't Susan Day. I got on no LA problem Law? bringing back Susan Day for anything. I wonder what she's doing. I bet you she still looks pretty good. Probably Susan Day. Yeah, she sure looked good in the Partridge Family. Uh, Billy Joel is about to release his first new song in 17 years. It's called "Turn the Lights Back On" and it's dropping February 1st. Billy teased the song yesterday on Instagram. The last time Billy released new music in was in 2007 when he put out two singles, All My Life and Christmas in Fallujah. 
And before that, he hadn't released anything new and original since his 1993 album, uh, River of Dreams. So... He says he's having a hard time uh, you coming up with songs now. Like the well has run dry. But does he even need to? No. The guy is selling out every single show that he does. Yeah. At Madison Square Garden. Yeah, no, what? he's doing fine. It just, you know, creatively, he may not need to, but, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's juice inside you. Um, Sometimes you got to let it leak out. I guess you do. Speaking of leaking out, let's talk about Kim Kardashian, right? Okay. Kim Kardashian wore an $18,000 ski suit on her latest uh, winter trip. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had this much winter fun was when I gave Ray J the brown Alaskan snowball in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. All right. Is, is that something I have to look up on my own? You can't scream too loud because that'll cause an asphalanche. <laughs> Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, took the skin sniff to her bikini bottom. <laughs> okay. I tongue polished the Patrick Starfish. This is a SpongeBob thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know. I knew. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is after I, ar- after I arrived from her sponge job, it looked like Squidward slowly running down the wall like one of those 70s creepy crawly octopi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give you a little sound bite. Yeah, there. thank you. And that is your Hollywood trash from Rock 102. I, I certainly won't be standing in that. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. A uh, mix of uh, snow and rain today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, a little bit more of the same with a high of 41. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. A little bit later on this morning, we'll have uh, some tickets to see Andrew Dice Clay at Symphony Hall in downtown Springfield in March. So uh, keep listening for your chance to win. Uh, just grab the old mailbag. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Letters. How we get letters. Let's find out what you got to say. Oh, boy. Go uh, first. Sure. You want me to go first? It uh, didn't matter to me. Uh, why don't you go? All right. And, uh, we'll go. All right. Well, this uh, last week I did a uh, view from the couch uh, thing about. Um, well, you do one every day. Two. Every I usually day. do two every yeah. day. It's a it's a, a very well written uh, uh, feature. The one at six sounds exactly like the one at eight. Oddly enough, that might uh, that might be true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did one uh, last week about the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, postponing a hockey game because of snow. Uh-huh. You know, a game it's largely played on ice. And then I received this. Dear Bax, I usually enjoy your view from the couch skits. Skits? Ooh, skits skit. to me sounds like a skin disease. I've got a bad case of the skits. Oh, I've had the skits many times. Really? Yeah. I don't like Ooh, that. It's bad. I would not normally uh, comment, but this morning's uh, view was absolutely ridiculous. Complaining about snow, postponed hockey game, so much so that it's unsafe to drive. So you wanted to endanger lives of hockey players, fans, staff at the arena, etc., just to do a game that couldn't that you couldn't even care about that was postponed uh, uh, for a day to make it safe to arrive. This one cuts the cake. I must say, 
Love your show. Just had to comment on a dumb one. Maybe you could give totally useless announcements like 22 News, like stay away from other cars on the road, or that elderly people should use caution walking on ice. So now I responded uh, to this uh, gentleman uh-huh. and said, you do realize that the view from a couch is often festooned with sarcasm and irony, right? Mm-hmm. And then he responded by saying, yeah, hi, Bax. I'm fully aware of that. Just thought that this one went too far. Ooh. Keep up the good work, though. Been listening to you guys since the beginning. Oh, well, at least he uh, ended it with a compliment. He ended it with a compliment, but with no yeah. real acknowledgement of the whole point that it was ironic. You know why? Because people, once they realize, oh, wait, that was a joke. Yeah. I, so, now I have egg on my face. You see, my tongue at the time yeah. was firmly planted in my cheek. Ah. Which is interesting because this man's head was firmly planted in some other orifice. Zing! Hey, listen, if the right one don't get you, the left one will. Yeah, that's right. There you go, pal. That's right. Now you have one too, right? Uh, well, well, do do we have to, do we have to start the whole thing all over again? Of course we do. All right. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. To the Baxter Dagle program. Our letters we're doing today. This one, uh, this one came from uh, yesterday. I, I love that his name is George. George. What about George? What about George? And uh, George, I'm not going to reveal what his email address is uh, specifically. Yeah. But he, his email address is George. I work at, and then the name of the company that he works at uh, at Hotmail or whatever, whatever the whatever the extension is. Like, why would you tell what? That, that means like, did somebody not know like, that you were the guy if you put your last name in? Like, backs at here's my social security number. Well, I, I mean, wouldn't want everybody to know that. Well, but I mean, like, my email address is steve at rock102.com. But yeah. that's the domain. I'm the only Steve that works here. Well, there was one other guy, but that went uh, by the way of the dinosaur. Uh, but, um,. <laughs> But, uh, but 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 it's not like I say Steve at Rock One Hundred Two, yeah, at Rock One Hundred Two dot com. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. kind of weird. Anyway, he says, "Dear Steve, that's you. Th- is it? Thank you for ruining Scott's sports segment this morning. Oh, where did I get it? Yeah, with your nonsense conspiracy theories. Great football was played this weekend, but instead of letting Bax and Scott do their thing." You hijacked the conversation with your middle school humor. <laughs> Take that time to work on your material, you hack. Your humor makes Damon Scott look like George Carlin. <laughs> I kind of felt like he was yelling at me through the email. You know, it sounds like, like he wants to throttle you. Well, and it didn't come in till either 5.36 at night. So oh, I don't know if he if he listened in the morning or he was listening on the podcast on the way home. Well, either the server at the company he works for is slow or he, or he let that thing fester all day long until he got a chance to finally give, him, give you his uh, therefore. Yeah, but it bothered him so much yeah. that he felt that he needed to tell me what a hack I was. Oh, I, I am. Again. I am. When I get home, I am going to write the most vile email to that miserable yeah. son of a bitch. That Steve Nagel drives me nuts. 
It sounds like it came from one of Scott Cohen's friends, is what it sounds yeah, oh, like. I, I was going to say, was it signed Scott Cohen? Yeah, I think, I, yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why it says George. I work at whatever company dot com because he doesn't want to say it's really not Scott Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> My name really isn't Scott. It's George, and I work at this company at gmail dot com. This will fool him. This will really get him. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to uh, disappoint you, George, but, uh, you know, uh, you know that I don't really participate in those sports conversations because a big, giant lack of interest. And I really don't care. And most of the stuff that I hear in sports talk is just regurgitated garbage that somebody read off a sports blog over the weekend anyway. But that's what radio is all about. Is it you're, really? Yeah, regurgitating yesterday's news in a way that really yes, makes no sense. Yes, but putting your own take on it. But you guys just listen to the commentators from these stupid shows. I don't. You, I don't listen to anybody. Tony Romo and uh, all those other people. I don't. Uh, I don't listen to Tony yes, Romo. Yes, you do. Teddy no, Bruschi and all those people no. that are on the TV. I would listen to Bruschi, but I wouldn't listen to Romo. But so, yeah, but nevertheless, you know that was just a, he would Scott and I were just having a simple conversation between two. Uh, long-standing old colleagues oh really is that oh, yeah. how that is well i've known the guy for years i know but it's such a bore <laughs> <laughs> it's like a t-rex and a brontosaurus just yeah. going after each other going oh yeah do you like those plants over there oh no i like the meat over there that's what i like that's the difference between the carnivores and the herbivores yeah, maybe I'm going to start to side with George here a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe I'm going to be on the George side of maybe things. Maybe you and George can go have your little pity party without me. It's 6.20 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Your husband? Yes. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.27 and Metalla something. Metalla who? Cuh. Uh, well, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, comedian Dusty Slay has got a brand new uh, Netflix special. He'll be uh, on the phone this after 7 o'clock. We will also have tickets to see Andrew Dice Clay at Symphony Hall. He's going to be coming to Springfield on the 16th of March. Oh. And those tickets are on sale, but you can win a pair a little bit later on this morning. Uh, oh, he needed the money. Yeah, that's right. That's like the only one I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, would you like to uh, actually laugh? Uh, sure. All right, cool. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. There's a classic for you. All right. What's the difference between a dollar bill and the buffalo bills? I don't know. What's the difference between a dollar bill and the buffalo bills? A dollar bill can give you four quarters of solid performance. Ah, you <laughs> see? Because they didn't uh, think. Yes, they but it wasn't part of the script that the NFL put out, so oh, that's why they Jesus, didn't win. To you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I wonder what George, maybe George thinks something about that. <laughs> Sons of bitches! I think George is on to something. I think he is. Bax uh. and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western. 631 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, Bax. You're very welcome, Steve. Uh, on Friday, Mass State Police were called to reports of a hit and run crash that occurred on a I-91 in Springfield. Did they say Route 91. Is it really Route 91 or is it I-91? You know what? You could probably say either one. It's probably more correct to say I-91. They don't. Uh, they don't call the skating place Interroute ninety one. They don't. Right. They don't. 
but kind of dumb. Yes. Anyway, about 8.30 a.m., Trooper Nicholas Brooks assigned to the state police barracks located the uh, in Springfield located the offending vehicle in the parking lot of a m- restaurant on Main Street. 34-year-old Darren Tracy of Keene, New Hampshire, was identified by police as the driver. The extended damage to Tracy's uh, car prompted uh, Trooper Brooks to request a tow truck. Trooper Brooks inspected the car's contents before loading it onto the tow truck, and during the inventory, the trooper found a large pistol-grip shotgun. It was discovered that uh, Tracy didn't have a firearms firearms license and was arrested. In a follow-up search, troopers found approximately 12 grams of crack cocaine, as well as a sandwich bag containing approximately 56 grams of crack cocaine. Well, it's just a snack pack. A little sandwich bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's either, mean, well, uh, some people have goldfish in them, and uh, some people have crack cocaine. Well, it's, you know, it's, sometimes you're just like in the middle of the day, you're just like, man, I've been working, I need something to... Need someone to juice me up to finish the rest of this workday. Yeah, a couple of grams here and there. Get me through the edge. At the uh, Springfield Barracks, Tracy was uh, booked for arraignment in uh, Springfield District Court on the uh, charges of improper storage of a firearm, uh, trafficking cocaine, and yada, 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 yada. He did the whole thing. You just yada, yada over the best part. I mentioned the crack cocaine. I don't really know if that's the best part. Uh, former Chickabee Superintendent Lynn Badge Bunny Clark is expected to change her plea to guilty for charges in connection with allegedly sending <laughs> threatening text messages. Is that really her nickname, Badge Bunny? Well, that's what most people know her as. According to a document filed by her attorney, Jar- her attorney Jared Olinoff, Clark was scheduled to appear for a pretrial conference on Tuesday. However... Olinoff has requested that conference be converted to a Rule 11 hearing, stating uh, the defendant has entered a plea agreement with the government and intends to plead guilty to the indictment. Clark is facing two counts of false statements. According to the indictment on the first charge, Clark allegedly made false statements to the FBI that she received threatening text messages from an unknown number. This statement was allegedly false because she had purchased the phone number from an application and sent the messages to herself. In the second charge, Clark allegedly made false statements to the FBI in her role of sending certain threatening text messages, claiming she did not download an application that would allow her to disguise her phone number when sending the messages and claiming she didn't know who sent them. The indictment claims Clark knowingly downloaded the application and purchased several phone numbers from the app and then sent the messages using those numbers. It's a masking thing that you can do. Yeah. You know, if you've got to go through that kind of length to, uh, to screw somebody, you're better off just not doing it. It's hey. too complicated. Too many holes. Uh, what is it? Hell hath no fury like, like a, a woman, woman scorned. scorned. Yeah, yeah, that's well, what they tell there you. you go. You know, I know that's what happens. I know, but it's you know, it's it's a <laughs> lot of work for a whole lot of nothing. And now look at you. You're in big trouble. Clark initially pleaded not guilty during her indictment back in April of 2022 in connection with sending 99 threatening text messages uh, for the open position of Chicopee Police Chief. I got 99 texts and a job ain't one. That's true. Well, I mean, uh, you know, you have to kind of throw in the towel every once in a while after you admit defeat. Eh, you know yeah. what? I'm not going to win this one. They but, can trace everything. Did you know that the FBI can look through electronic stuff that even if after you've deleted it, they can find it? But the app had such great reviews. Uh, it did. It said five star. Nobody will know it's coming from you. I didn't see a single bad review that said I may have to plead guilty in court. Uh, it took several hours, multiple law enforcement agencies, and some assistance from technology to end the standoff in Wilbraham that seriously injured a police officer. Law enforcement from Wilbraham, uh, several surrounding departments, 
State police and even the FBI were needed to end the standoff with a drone used to give the okay for police to enter the home. A street lined with police cars, rifles at the ready, and armed uh, and an armed a man barricaded inside the home. This is not the kind of situation typical for the small town of Wilbraham. Local police were sent to a home on Old Carriage Drive Saturday night for a complaint of a man threatening others in the home. The response quickly escalated when a Wilbraham police officer was shot as soon as they got there. Neighboring police departments swiftly assisted with the state troopers were called in. The house is part of a quiet neighborhood. It sits at the end of a cul-de-sac. Police were out there for hours monitoring the area, making sure it was secure before the state's tactical team arrived. Uh, Robert uh, Meath of Munson said, A town like Wilbraham, you really almost have to call in the state police. You know they have much more means of solving these kinds of things. A battering ram on a Bearcat armored vehicle and drones were used in the incident Saturday night. Troopers from the state police tactical operations uh, team made the call to break through a window of the home and send a drone in to find the suspect who had a gunshot injury. With clear sight of inside the home, troopers then went in, arrested him, and recovered a gun and ammunition next to him. I think that's kind of neat that they can do that. That situation is horrible. I'm not uh, they, but the but the actual, technology being available for them to you know scope out the layout of, of what is right. facing them is pretty remarkable. You don't know what's on the other side of that door. No, you don't. And uh, you know you're trying to protect the victims as well in a situation like that. So kudos and, to them for using the drone to do that. And it's Wilbraham. I mean, you very rarely see any, uh, you know, any major crimes like this in, in Wilbraham. I mean, to me, like, the biggest crime you'll ever see in, in Wilbraham is if, like, you know, they run out of napkins at Rice's. You know, that's, I mean, that's that's like the biggest yeah. thing you'll see. But, you know, this is the kind of thing where, you know, the response was 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 broad. It was it was quick. And they used a, a good deal of technology to, to end this thing. I don't want to say peacefully because, you know, obviously the police officer got hurt and, and, the, uh, and the, uh, the suspect was shot. But ultimately, the, uh, the, the, kid, the kid and the mother, you know, survived it and got through it. One of the things that uh, I, I, uh, I read is they've done a, a GoFundMe account for the police officer that was shot, mm-hmm. which I think is great. Um, but the part of me is saying, well, you know what? Uh, there were two other people in that house that were also victimized in this. They may not have gotten shot, but, yeah. you know, their lives were you know, upended by this situation. You know, I wonder why no one's uh, put together a, fu- a GoFundMe page for them. Or maybe they have. Well, maybe if they, they have, have but and we just don't, we don't know, know about it. it. Right. Uh, and some people, you know what? When you go through something like that, you might not want anybody to know what's going You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to... You, you know what I mean? Like, no, I know. I know. It's such a... It's a hard thing to deal with when you... I'm not... I don't know how this person was related, whether he was a... a a husband or a boyfriend or whatever, but either way, it's a pretty harrowing situation and very traumatic. I'm sure to go through. I'm something sure it like is. That. That's, so, I mean, that's why I'm saying you yeah. know, my my sympathy isn't just for the cop here. Right. It's also right. you know for the other people who are living in this home. Uh, but Wilbraham seems to be coming the wild west around here. Did you see this other one? Authorities in, are investigating a weekend shooting at a Wilbraham home. Wilbraham Police Chief Edward Lennon said that 911 calls came in around 12.10 p.m. Sunday for reports of a shots fired from a vehicle towards a Longfellow Drive home. Why don't you come over and show me your Longfellow? <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> reported that two males wearing masks fired gunshots towards a residence from a white hatchback-type vehicle. Lennon explained. He ex- uh, then added that the vehicle fled the area towards Circle Drive. No injuries were reported. The case remains under investigation by Wilbraham and State Police. What is going on over there? I don't know. Seemed like just a nice sleepy burg. All of a sudden, you're right. It's like the old, the Wild West over there. I used to live over there. There was a, 
The only disturbance was my dad getting drunk and calling everybody in town an a-hole. Yeah, but that hasn't happened in years. You know, God rest your father's soul. No, no, it stopped uh, once he passed away. There was no more outbursts to the neighborhood. He would get really, really drunk and then go outside and go, F you, you Wilbraham a-holes. Really? Yeah, that's what he would do. Wow. I don't know why. He was he, was he like, was it any specific Wilbraham a-holes or was it just like you know, in general? Was I, he... I, I don't know. It was, it was a very uncomfortable. I wouldn't want him as a neighbor. I really wouldn't. There was a, there was a really nice couple that lived next to us. And uh, there was like a strip of land. Like you, you don't know really know where the property line begins and ends sometimes. Okay. And uh, this nice lady comes over and she and my dad's and I are he's getting drunk at like nine o'clock in the morning. You know that early bird catches the well, worm. That's when he retired. He was you know just he had a bottle of V eight juice. Yeah. That was half empty of the V8 and then filled with Popov or whatever. It was All right, but, but V8 juice is very healthy. You know, it's got eight essential yeah. uh, you know, vegetables in that thing. And uh, this nice lady comes over and she's just talking to us from afar and says, hey, I just wanted to know uh, who does this strip right here of the, uh, of the grass? And uh, I said, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm out there with the lawnmower anyway. It's not a big deal that I, that I just do it. Yeah, you know, we can take turns doing it. Whoever's mowing the lawn, and then uh, my dad goes, "I like it when I like watching you do it, right?" To the woman? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those like situations where uh, you know I'm probably like 19 or 20 years old, <laughs> and just be like, "Oh, dude, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is so cringy." And then she, uh, uh, and to her credit, she goes, "Yeah, my husband likes watching me do it too." Yeah, like, you know, just to try to mm-hmm. defer because she knew this guy was hammered. And he made it obvious. He, it was not hard to tell. <laughs> you know, it starts at six, and by nine, mm-hmm. you're you know you're you're in a pretty good pretty good spot. Gotcha. Thanks for letting me uh, air my uh, grievances. Steve, anytime you want to, you know, bring out the dirty laundry, I'm more than happy to. Uh, oh, listen, <laughs> I'm I more than happy to listen. Uh, I'm like a, I'm like Belmont. Belmont Laundry. I got uh, I got enough business to keep me going for the next 50 years or so. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Mix of precipitation, uh, snow and rain this afternoon with a high of 36. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 41. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. GG. Springfield's Classic Rock at 649, and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be a mix of precipitation this afternoon with a high of 36. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 41. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, coming up uh, next hour, a couple of things. First of all, we're talking to uh, comedian Dusty Slay. He's got a brand new Netflix special out. We'll tell you all about that later. But also uh, next hour, we're going to give you the uh, the code word of the day for code word Alexa. We got a bunch of Amazon Echo Pops, like the uh, the new radio for your home, and uh, you can listen to Rock One Hundred Two. All you got to do is say hey, Alexa, play Rock One Hundred Two, and boom! All of a sudden, your Alexa is playing Rock One Hundred Two. The idea is we give you a code word. It's seven fifty every weekday. Then you go to rock102.com, enter that code word in by noon every weekday for your chance to win. It's Code Word Alexa brought to you by Yingling Flight, the next generation of light beer, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, you ready for a survey? Yes. Uh, why is it not working? I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, I got everything uh, here to correct here. I don't, I, don't under, I don't get this thing. I don't know. But, uh, well, that's the Hollywood trash thing. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Survey says that's that's. <laughs> You know, I I, I should just start talking, uh, you know, like a frown emoji. You know, like I'll just start talking like that, like describing how I'm feeling. You got a frown emoji now? Uh, Yeah, usually it's happy face emoji. And then I got frown emoji when uh, the survey says thing doesn't go off. All right, just as long as you're not bringing up that eggplant one. No, uh, I don't know. Eggplant, uh, water spray, and a peach. Hmm? It would have to be an awful good survey. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, it's fun to occasionally remember how gross everybody is. Uh, So here's another reminder. Someone asked people to name hygiene mistakes that are way too common, right? Okay. Never cleaning your phone or your keys. People don't clean their AirPods enough either. I don't think I've ever cleaned my keys. You don't clean your keys? What am I cleaning? No. Just take a little uh, Clorox wipe and wipe them off. I, I know it's easy to yeah. clean a key. I just I just don't even think of cleaning my keys. But yeah, but they don't got, really get that dirty. But you got to think about things that you touch all the time. Yeah. And one of the things on here is doorknobs and stuff like that. Doorknobs and light switches. Mm. People don't, uh, that's me, uh, people don't, uh, you know, clean those things regularly. No, I probably don't clean my doorknobs like I should. How about just rinsing your hands in the bathroom? You ever see people do that? Like, just in public bathroom, you yeah. somebody washing their hands, and they just... Or, just... or just, like, washing the fingertips, and just, like, getting them wet, and then, you know, flicking them dry. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah it's gross. not really doing the job. Uh, not cleaning your belly button. If you've got a deep innie, you've got to really get in there. Yeah, yeah, I, I try to clean every every nook and crevice. There's another uh, horrible uh, family memory that that just triggered. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to pretend he was a magician by lifting up his undershirt and pulling out the cotton from the from the undershirt that he was wearing. <laughs> this guy's like, this guy's like got a, like an endless amount of stories to tell, doesn't he? Listen, it goes on and on and on. It's like an Energizer bunny. It never stops. So never old, stops. So old nine and a half would get really yeah, in there. Yeah, old nine and a half. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, he'd get in there with the stub of that finger and pull out the belly button lid. And when I was a kid, I was like, wow, that's so cool. He's like he's like uh, David yeah. Copperfield. Yeah, and that's then about, they, probably about the size of a squirrel. Yeah, and then you realize when you grow up, he's just a guy wearing a top hat and he's a drunk. Like it's not, uh, it's not anything, it's not anything great. But uh, at least he's watching your next door neighbor yeah. Mo. Y- yeah, oh, she's looking good out there today. <laughs> yeah, go Brazilian on that strip over there, honey. Uh, being a being a shoes on household, I do this though. You take your shoes off or leave your Don't shoes on? Don't leave your shoes on. They're talking about leaving the shoes on. I leave my shoes on most of the time. Yeah, you're gonna wash the floor anyway. It's a pain in the ass to keep putting your shoes back on and forth all day long, especially walking in and out of the house. Well, if you've got bad feet, walking on on bare floors and bare feet, that's not good for you, and there's no support. Well, maybe you should have some slippers then with some uh, memory foam in them. Slippers? What am am I, like a 90-year-old man? uh, Actually, uh, I got a pair of slippers for Christmas. Yeah? They're very comfortable. I'm not usually a slippers guy, but they're men's slippers. I've got a pair of slippers somewhere. But I think they're yeah. under the bed with 95% of my other shoes. Oh, yeah. These really keep your feet warm. Really nice. Yeah. 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 Those matches my pink robe, too, that I wear <laughs> and my curlers. For what? I don't know. What's getting curled? Oh, not on my head. <laughs> <laughs>
Sometimes I straighten them, yeah, too. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah, 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 like your underarms look like yeah. George Washington's yeah, wig. Right. Uh, not scrubbing your uh, your crack. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you got you to gotta get in there. That's, you got to get in there. That's one of the most essential parts. Well, you use, uh, if you got one of them removable shower heads, it's like a... Yeah, it's, you know, like, it's, a, it's it, like a like a, a washing bidet. Yeah, it's like a power wash. It, like when you go down, right. like you go down to that Belize Auto uh, car wash there. Yeah. They ask you if you want the undercarriage wash. You say yes. You say yes, but I can yeah. tell you, uh, just so that uh, no one gets hurt. Yeah, don't put a, wa- a power washer down there. No, don't. No, it'll no. rip you. It'll rip you to shreds. No, you're power washing with your your water. A saver. removable shower head. That's you know, that's the safe way of doing it. You know what I did? I got uh, I had that uh, mass save people come over the house a couple of years ago. Right. And they gave me all these new shower heads and everything like that. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, the the water comes out of these like a like a trickle, like a like a like a tiny. Like, it's yeah. like you're at a brook, and you're you know waiting for the well to dry up with all the <laughs> drops coming out. So I uh, I did this thing where I went on YouTube and I figured out how to do that. And all you got to do is just take a little screw gun and stick the screwdriver head inside the bottom of the thing and pull out that little water thing. Yeah. Man, I got water pressure coming out like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, but you're not saving money on water. You're using ah, more water, than, water than, than ever before. Listen, you know, I got bigger things to worry about than the <laughs> earth running out of water. Listen, I just want to just want to clean my butt cheeks off, and that's it. Yeah. So, but hey, free shower head. I didn't have to pay for it, and it was a free fix. You just take out the little stopper in there. How about uh, yeah? Never cleaning the door handles. That was one of the things. Not washing your sheets and pillowcases enough. This reminds me of my college roommate. There was three of us living in in a in a in a unit. Okay. And you could clearly see all the all the bedding. You know, the beds were it was open room, obviously. Right. It was, but it was like an old student lounge. They were trying to like you know make more room at the uh, at the school, so we had this big room. And when you walked in, this this guy never cleaned his bed sheets. It was disgusting. Yeah. And by like the second month of the semester, uh-huh. there I have a picture of this. I'm gonna bring it in and show you. It's, uh, it's the a, outline. It's the out. It's a disgust. It's like yeah. a glossy, like dirt outline. It looks of like his a, body. It's disgusting. Yeah, it looks like a like a like a like a like like a crime scene yeah. chalk line. <laughs> so, you know, I, but I don't know what the uh, the ruling is. I mean, how often should you be washing it? Is it every week? Every other week? What's what's the? Uh, what I, is I try it to, to do be? it once a week. Yeah, or get fresh sheets on there anyway. I do like the feel of fresh sheets. It makes you sleep better. Yeah, to tell I think you the you're truth. Right. I think you're right. If you're not changing your sheets enough, uh, you're not doing yourself any favors. And then uh, not flossing. Flossing is really important because otherwise you get all that stuff build up and all that stuff in there, and then yeah. it's like uh, it starts ruining your gums and everything. Yeah, you know, there used to be a guy who worked here who was uh, adamant about uh, that uh, flossing your teeth was a waste of time. But, uh, you know, if you've ever flossed your teeth and smelled the floss, uh, it's a great science experiment because it's the most disgusting smell imaginable, mm. which makes you think, well, if that's stinking between my teeth, imagine what kind of stench is being blasted out of that chow pipe. I wonder if that's what a rotting body smells like. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you're talking about flesh, and you know, I've never, fortunately, I've never had the experience of smelling a rotting uh, body yeah, anywhere. You don't want to smell that, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go in there. You gotta. And uh, flushing with the toilet lid up. Yeah, I do it that. Sprays these dry. 
Eh, I do too. What's the difference? Yeah, well, like, apparently, these droplets come over the. So the whole cover needs to be down when you flush the toilet. But then you got spray droplets on the top of the toilet. Well, so how, you're going to touch it anyway the next time you open it. How's the dog supposed to drink if I got the seat down? Yeah, exactly. You, you know what? If I'm lazy enough to forget to fill the water. But I leave the bathroom door open. He's already got full access to the trash. Right. <laughs> this dog's living his best yeah. life. And Some, he doesn't even sometimes know my dog is so thirsty, he doesn't even wait until it's done flushing. Oh, that's disgusting. Hey, you got Charleston shoes today? <laughs> and there you go. That's your uh, disgusting things that we do. It's 659 Rock 102. Now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, social media is nothing more than a swirling cesspool of ill-spirited, consequence-free hatred, cloaked in irrational memes and duck-faced selfies, a foul, free-flowing septic tank of bad decisions, hatred, and fire-breathing vitriol. And then there's some bad stuff, too. Don't believe me? Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and I'll prove it to you. How bad have things gotten? Yesterday, Buffalo Bills place kicker Tyler Bass was forced to deactivate his social media accounts to curb the hate-fueled consequences of missing that game-tying field goal attempt on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs during the AFC Division playoff game, which the Bills lost 27-24. And while it's easy to say that the Bills lost that game because of Tyler Bass blowing that kick, mostly because it was his fault, the truth is Tyler Bass is still a human being. And even though he only had one job to do in the NFL, you know, like kicking footballs in crucial high-stress situations, he is a human being, one who is prone to horrifying mistakes, such as, and as such, the trolls of the interwebs decided to come crashing down around him to point out those horrifying mistakes in a public forum by offering harsh criticisms and death threats. And so, Tyler Bass has shut things down and deactivated those accounts. However, there is some good news here. A local nonprofit called the Ten Lives Club posted a picture of Tyler holding a cat in his lap and calling for all of its members to donate $22 to a no-kill cat shelter in his name. By last night, the shelter had received more than $15,000 in donations, which I'm sure is very comforting to a guy who is singularly responsible for destroying the Bills' entire football season by being unable to perform the very task that he is paid for which in this case is $21 million over four years with three years left to go. So you see, while Tyler Bass may have killed the Bills' chances of going to the Super Bowl, he inadvertently helped to avoid the unnecessary killing of thousands of unwanted, disease-carrying house cats. I'm sure that must make those death threats against him and his family a whole lot easier to take, because at least the cats are safe. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Everyone has different needs. You might need a snowblower or some ice scrapers or uh, what have you. Rocky's is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. Whether it's ice melt, shovels, or windshield washer fluid, Rocky's has it all before and after the storm. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Spring 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and Def Leppard. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. A mix of uh, precipitation today. A uh, big mess. Uh, high of 36 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 41. But at least Friday, it's going to be 50 degrees outside. How about that? Is it really? Yeah. Friday going to be 50? Yeah. 
you know that sounds good but you know after it being like so cold like yesterday yeah you know when the when the weather switches like that it's every, gonna make everything a mess it's, it's gonna a, make everything a mess and everyone winds up feeling horrible you have mud pits uh, in your grass and all that stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. that. And also, like, uh, you know, I get, like, headaches when that kind of thing happens. So I don't, oh, do you? Oh, yeah, I feel terrible. All right. Hey, uh, comedian uh, Dusty Slay is coming to the Hartford Funny Bone in Manchester on uh, March 15th and 16th for a bunch of hilarious comedy shows. He's also got a, a brand-new Netflix special called Working Man. It's up and available for, uh, for viewing now. It's a great, great special, and he happens to be on the phone with us right now. It's comedian Dusty Slay. Good morning, Dusty. How are you? Great. Good to talk to you. Congratulations. And your Netflix special came out this week. How exciting is that? Uh, it's the most exciting. I'm so pumped. Now, you sound like you're not from the northern part of the country. Am I right on that? That is true. Ah. That is true. I've, I've breezed through the northern part of the country a time or two, but uh, I've always been in the south. Well, you're going to be breezing through uh, our area, and you'll be in Hartford at the Funny Bone on the on March 15th and 16th for a couple of shows. So that'll be kind of kind of cool. Tell us about the uh, the special. This is uh, this is awesome news. Well, I'm so pumped about it. You know, I uh, you know I was involved in the whole editing process, and I was there, so I've seen it many times. But I watched it last night. I wanted to see myself on Netflix, and uh, <laughs> I was very excited. And uh, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, you know, I called it Working Man, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that is the right title. It is just, it's so much of it is about old jobs I used to have, and it's about, you know, smoking a lot of cigarettes and dipping and, you know, just <laughs> things you're doing when you're working all the time, you know? I'm just, or things I used to do when I was working where I'm just like, you know, I just like, I hate my job. Let me escape to the car for a second for a cigarette out. <laughs> you know? What, what What was one of the worst jobs you ever had? Well, uh, you know, I, I waited tables for a long time, and I wouldn't say that was uh, such an awful job in itself, but just when you just do it for a long time, you're just like, you just get so jaded to it. But I, I was a pesticide salesman for you know, for years, and um, and I would say, for me, I still have friends that do this job, but for me, it was an awful job. I mean, I just, uh, I worked for a company that was kind of the generic pesticides, and there was competition. I had people that worked for the big-time brands like Roundup and, and uh, you know, Bayer, and now Bayer and Monsanto have teamed up, and they ruled the world. But back in the day, there were two separate companies, and they were just making my life miserable. Uh, but, you know, I would just go into Lowe's and Home Depot stores and stock pesticides and try to convince customers that my pesticides were the best. And, and my, they were. My but, pesticide uh, gives you more cancer than that pesticide <laughs> does. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, exactly right. And uh, But, you know... You don't frame it like that when you're trying to make a sale. No, maybe, so. maybe maybe that's not the best sales pitch. But <laughs> didn't realize that the, yeah. the, the the pesticide world was such a like a dog eat dog type of uh, business. Well, no one does, and there's not. I did not. I've not, I've still not found a way to really uh, dive into that in a in a real joke form. I got a few jokes about it that are very funny, but. Uh, there's more to it. I mean, one day I almost had a cartoon written about the pesticide world, but then the writer strike happened and the people that bought my show got fired. So ah, I don't know, you know, maybe buying my show led to their, their, their demise there. But, um, 
Uh, it's going to be a hot show one day. I got to figure out a way to really tap into it because it's hard to explain because no one knows the world. But we used to fight all the time. I would put, you know, the competition. I would break down their displays and put their pesticides into a grill box and put that in the overhead somewhere where they would never find it. You yeah, know, those sorts of things. Yeah, we used to do the same kind of thing. You know, like if you're in like an electronic store and there's a radio playing on on some sort of display somewhere, we'd always turn you know the radio, you know, our radio station on rather than you know some other uh, you know garbage radio station. That's kind of like the same. Oh yeah, same kind of deceitful business practice that we were all involved in. Yeah, I like that. I love that. <laughs> See, that's uh, probably was my downfall with the job is I like that part too much. Yeah. So over time, I think the stores got wind that I was doing all these shady things, and then the stores started to not like me. But I'm like, hey, I got to survive out here. I'm the small man. I got to do it how I can do it out here. Now, did you ever think about like maybe bringing like you know pests and bugs with you? So when some other guy is making a sale, all of a sudden they're inundated with a full infestation. You know what? I never thought about that, but dang, uh, it almost makes me want to get the job again just so I can do something <laughs> like that. As the guy's trying to sell you on Roach Killer, all of a sudden roaches start appearing everywhere, and the customer's like, I don't know. Yeah, I so, like that idea. I mean, to me, that's that's the kind of aggressive sales yeah. approach that uh, you know any uh, any any uh, any bug killer would want to want to be a part of. Yeah, if you're going to be a good salesman, you got to have a little shadiness to you. You got to be a little sketchy, you know. You know, I'm I'm reading here, Dusty, that you had multiple stints as a, as a dishwasher as well. It, that was like that was one of that was my first job. Was it 12 years oh, yeah. old washing dishes? What an awful job that was. But it also taught you a lot about the world. Did you learn a lot of experience being a dishwasher? Well, I think every bad job, and dishwashing, no exception, you learn, hey, this is not what I want to be doing. I got to figure this out (laughs) because I'm like, I'm not going to college. So I don't know what is in store for me, but it cannot be washing these dishes. I got to figure this out, and I got to figure it out quick. It, It was probably one of the most disgusting things I've ever done was being a dishwasher because you you are the cleanup you're you clean up everything oh yeah i mean and there's no respect for you in the in the work work job i mean it's like the movie waiting came out and they had the dishwasher as this like old wise sage guy and i'm like i don't know what restaurants you've been working at but (laughs) nobody's going to the dishwasher for advice well, I don't know. I kind of had my own little Ann Landers thing going on there, giving out door oh, advice okay. left and yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, well, like, that wasn't what goes. Like, that wasn't do, going on with me. They're like, this guy's washing dishes. Clearly, yeah, he has no advice for me. Yeah, like you might want to stay away from the pizza today. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned like not. <laughs> you mentioned not going to college. My only dishwashing experience was at the cafeteria while I was in college. And anytime anybody knew that I was working back there cleaning dishes. There was like a like a concerted effort to jam as much food into a drinking glass as you could possibly squeeze, and so well, so I had a bunch of very ill, you know, you know, aggressively uh, miserable friends that would try to make my life just a living hell, trying to pull all that pre-chewed food out of a drinking glass. Oh yeah, that's disgusting, and I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Yeah, well, that's that's the industry. 
That's what college does. That's 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 who's leading the country now. <laughs> Those kids stuffing chewed food down in a glass. That's what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't good work. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I've done all kinds of jobs. I used to I, my first job. I only did this for a day, but I I worked at a hunting club, and I pulled. I, I was in charge of the machine that would you would put the skeet in, and then pull it back, and then the hunters would go pull, and then you pull it, and the thing goes out. That was a weak kid, right? So it was hard to pull the machine back. So they were like, pull, and I'm like, I'm not ready. You know, I'm not ready yet. And that's not what you're looking for in a good skeet puller. <laughs> Dusty Slay's uh, Netflix special called Working Man, and uh, you're going to be at the Hartford Funny Bone March 15th and 16th. Dusty, it's great to talk to you. Best of luck with your, your special. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dusty. We appreciate it. Dusty Slay with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. What? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 727 and Queen. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown's got the uh, info on the forecast for you because he's uh, that's his thing. Um, Baxi's musical fun bag uh, yeah. fun, uh, uh, podcast this week. Uh, really excited about it. Jim Scafish has been on uh, the podcast before as my guest this week. Uh, in 1983, his band Scafish presented their second album to IRS Records president Miles Copeland. Two years before that, Miles Copeland was calling Jim Scafish an effing genius, and he was. But when he re- presented his second record miles copeland rejected eight of the 11 songs recorded for it he had to record a whole bunch of new songs and for the last 40 years all of the skate fish music has been out of out of uh, print and largely unavailable for the last 40 years jim skate fish has been trying to fight to get his music out there and he's doing it and the music is fantastic uh totally original guy and you can hear that interview on apple podcast soundcloud spotify and on rock 102.com now the reason i'm bringing this up is I, uh, I got another email this morning of someone who uh, asked me, what time can I listen to that interview? And my response was, it's a podcast. It's whatever time you want it to be. It's all the time. Yeah. You can listen to that one and the other 215 that I've done. So, again, uh, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and on rock102.com. It's a really good one. I think you're wasting your time with that podcast. The whole music industry is scripted. Oh, my, well, of course it is. Yeah, and you have to write a, down the music. They yeah. had to put liner notes in the CDs. Well, yeah, isn't of course cr- it's scripted. Oh, yeah, well, somebody needs to do something about that. <laughs> yeah, they have. It's yeah. called jazz. Yeah, well, uh, I'm just saying. Uh, these are my little conspiracy theories. All right. Have, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to get more tin paper, uh, tin foil for your head. Come on. Why is Justin Bieber famous? Come on. Uh, the whole music industry is scripted. It's ridiculous. It's 729 Rock 102. Here's your... 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Springfield police are investigating the death of a woman with gunshot wounds Sunday morning. According to Ryan Walsh, officers were called to the 100 block of Stevenson Avenue around 9 a.m. for a woman with gunshot wounds. Officers found the woman inside the car and immediately performed first aid. The woman was taken to Bay State Hospital but died from her injuries. The Hamden County DA's office has identified the woman as 19-year-old Isabel Alcala. Alcade, I'm apologize for that, of uh, Springfield. There's no word on the cause of uh, the gunshots wound. The Springfield Police Department, along with the Hamden County DA's office, are investigating uh, the incident. Uh, a Springfield man who has already been convicted three times was arrested again on Saturday. The repeat offender, 32-year-old Austin Piguse. How do you sp- Let me say that. P 
P-E-G-U-E-S-E. Pegeese? Pegeese? It ain't easy being Pegeese. It ain't easy being Pegeese is right. That's right. Austrian. Austrian Pegeese. Okay. Uh, was convicted of firearms charges in 2012 and 2016 and was convicted of 2016 of a drug distribution. Springfield police arrested him on Saturday after conducting a traffic stop. According to the Springfield police officers, uh, traffic stop around 10.40 p.m. on Plainfield Street. They found a loaded firearm in the car and attempted to arrest a driver, Pegeese. Uh, while in handcuffs, he allegedly struck an officer in the chest and ran away with handcuffs on. Huh. Uh, after a brief foot pursuit, officers were able to capture Pegeese on the 100 block of Washburn Street inside a fanny pack. He's wearing a fanny pack. <laughs> officers found 52 suspected uh, cyclobenzaprine. What is that one? Cyclobenzaprine. Yeah. It's, uh, let's see. Uh, crack cocaine and suboxone. That's uh, they also they found all that stuff. It's a muscle relaxant. Oh, uh, like a nerve blocking muscle relaxant. Well, you know, if he's uh, all tensed up in those handcuffs, he should have popped one of those before they put him in the arrest. He would have been nice and relaxed going to jail. Maybe instead he he punched the cop in the chest. Yeah. What, are you, what are you out of your mind? You know what? Let's say I was some uh, some dirtbag doing dirtbag stuff. It's not right? hard to imagine. No, it's not hard to imagine. But let's say I had a like a car full of drugs. As soon as I saw those lights turn on, mm -hmm. I'd be just popping all of them. You might as well enjoy yourself while you're in prison. Yeah, but you see, the likelihood of you uh, not dying of an overdose is uh, is pretty pretty low at that point. What do you got? What do you got left? You got nothing left. This is now your repeat arrest. <clears throat> yeah. What are you looking forward to? You might as well have fun in jail. Or here's an idea. This is an, actually an easier approach. How about not having that many drugs in your car? Or take the drugs so you get a medical where they bring you to a hospital instead mm. of an actual jail cell. This is all within the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. I, I know you might want to work on the uh, on, on that curriculum a little bit. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, I if was, you're gonna go down with the ship, you might as well, uh, you know, uh, suck in all the water. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I, right? Again, I would strongly suggest maybe not. Uh, driving around with that much drugs in your car. Well, uh, you never know. I mean, people do things for different reasons. Uh, maybe yeah. just having a bad day. So why was he pulled over? Speeding? Is that what it was? Uh, I don't even know. Uh, he just pulled over. Hmm. Yeah, uh, see? Hey, there's any number of things. Well, you know, sometimes you hear the story like, you know, he's got a headlight out. Or he doesn't. Uh, the inspection sticker is expired. You know, something that, like, you know, any reasonable person would have dealt with already. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's just what you do. And if you're, you know, you're using that car for the purposes of distributing, you know, narcotics. Yeah. You know, then you're talking about, you know, needing some curriculum in the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Well, I, I'm i just talking about all the different scenarios that you can get yourself into. Right. The, yes. The main goal is to not even get arrested or pulled over to begin with. However... Maybe taking a handful of drugs might be a last resort before you go. Yeah, maybe. Uh, former Chicopee Superintendent Lynn Clark is expected to change her plea to guilty for charges in connection with allegedly sending threatening text messages. Your Honor, I have decided that uh, perhaps I did do all those things. Uh, maybe I did. Maybe my statements might have been misleading. Mm. 
I have chosen to accept responsibility for my poor choices. According to a document filed by her attorney, Jared Olinoff, Clark was scheduled to appear for a pretrial conference on Tuesday. However, Olinoff has requested that the conference be converted to a Rule 11 hearing, stating the defendant has entered a plea agreement with the government and intends to plead guilty to the indictment. Clark is facing two counts of false statements. According to the indictment on the first charge, Clark allegedly made false statements to the FBI that she received threatening text messages from an unknown number. This statement was allegedly false because she purchased the phone number from an application and sent the messages to herself. Mm. Oh, my God, you wouldn't believe what this bitch is saying about me. <laughs> Apparently, she likes cops. <sighs> In the second charge, Clark allegedly made false statements to the FBI in her role of sending certain threatening text messages, claiming she did not download an application that would allow her to disguise her phone number when sending the messages and claiming she didn't know who sent them. The indictment uh, claims Clark knowingly downloaded the application and purchased several phone numbers from the app, then sent the messages using those numbers. Mm. Clark initially pleaded not guilty during her indictment back in April of 2022 in connection with sending 99 threatening text messages to a candidate for the open position of Chicopee police chief. 99 why'd you stop at 99 was that like the threshold of how many free numbers you could send throughout yeah because the then you have to start paying for the premium yeah, service yeah, you, don't and you, wanna, you know you don't want to be paying like you know 12 dollars a month for that yeah you don't want the app knowing your apple id because that would trace you back to who you were sending the messages right. to right maybe that was the end of the trial i wonder if like the messages were uh you know if they're, she's sending them to herself like, how self-deprecating were they? Yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows what was in those messages? I would like to to, you know, to know, but, I mean, I don't know if we're going to ever find out. Uh, well, okay. hey, you know what? At least she's admitting to it, and she's, uh, you know, she's getting the help that she needs. I think when you, uh, yeah, I think when you, uh, when you're using an app to conceal your identity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you always run the risk of, uh, somehow getting caught i don't yeah. care how how good that app is and how many uh, how many five-star reviews it gets before you download it I, I i wouldn't trust any of that stuff now what do you do after you had a career like that and uh now you're you're pleading guilty to something you're gonna have a blemished record mm. only fans page what do you go where do you go from there i don't know mm. i i couldn't even begin to tell you i mean i've never been in that position where i've been uh, canceled to that degree yeah. I mean, it's not too late. Could still do it by the end of the day if I'm playing my cards right. I believe the OnlyFans uh, handle is BadgeBunny69. <laughs> Follow me on OnlyFans. Yeah. You, yeah. you ever see those <laughs> chicks with the, the stickers on the back of their windows? Yeah. Follow me on OnlyFans. And then it has the picture of the mama bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's a really good uh, mix you got going there. Nice for you. <laughs> uh, a 43-year-old Cromwell woman. Uh, this is Connecticut, by the way. We're going. Okay. Let me know what Cromwell was. A uh, 43-year-old Cromwell woman attempted to rob a D'Angelo's grilled sandwiches uh, st- uh, store armed with a knife. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Listen, I understand those sandwiches can be delicious, but I mean, uh, Cromwell get a police sandwich anywhere. Say they received 911 calls from an employee and a customer at 34 Shunpike Road. D'Angelo's grilled sandwiches are reporting an armed robbery. Cromwell officers quickly surrounded the restaurant, approached the woman, ordered her out of the building, and placed her under arrest. She was identified as uh, 43-year-old Holly Scoville of Cromwell. She was uh, charged with robbery in the first degree, threatening second degree, carrying a dangerous weapon, criminal attempt to commit larceny in sixth degree, and breach of peace second degree. She's being held 
on $250,000 bond. Maybe she was just trying to cut the sandwich. I'm try- And I was asking you off the air if you remember the movie where the guy whips out a switchblade, but it's really a comb, and then he combs his <sighs> hair. And then somebody's going to know the answer to this. Send us an email because I, can, I don't have the time to answer a phone I call can right. see it. I, can I mean, see I can it see too. the scene, and I don't know where I'm seeing it or even who the it actor was. It was like a was. kid. It was like a kid, wasn't it? Wasn't it a kid who did it? Pulled out the thing. It looked like he was going to, and then he just combs his hair back. It's kind of like that scene in like uh, you know Raiders of the Lost Ark where uh, yeah. yeah the Nazi has has this what looks like uh, I don't know some sort of like a uh, you know <laughs> it's some sort of weapon and it winds up folding it and it winds up being a coat hanger. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah like you're yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. he's got a knife. Oh, he's just combing his hair. And uh, same kind of same kind of uh, visual gag. There was another uh, movie where uh, it was an old lady that looks like she was pulling out a gun, but it was actually a lighter and she was lighting up a cigarette. Do you remember that movie too? You can picture yes. it, but you don't know what the movie is. Right. Isn't it funny how you can remember scenes, but you, oh, look at this. The Wait. phones are blowing up. All right, you want to get this one? Yeah, you might as well. Uh, <laughs> look, look at it. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Vince the Plumber. Oh, hey, Vince, Vince the Plumber. We don't have time for shout-outs. What's the movie? No, it was Indiana Jones, the uh, Crystal um, the Crystal Palace. Oh, for God's sake. The yeah. Crystal Heads. Are you sure? I'm positive it was with Shiloh Booth when they were in the uh, they were in the restaurant. He's talking to his dad. Not that he knew it; it was his dad. But yeah, uh, yeah, he uh, he whipped it out. It was going to stab him because the uh, the uh, All Russians. Right. All right, okay, okay. Yeah, well, let, don't, don't ruin the movie for me. I want right. to go in fresh. All right, we're gonna find <laughs> out the, <laughs> the other movie. Okay, right. uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, guys. That movie is Better Off Dead with John Cusack. Yes, it was Better Off Dead. Thank you very much. Yes. It's the paper boy. It's the paper. two dollars. Yes, that's right. All right. right, Thank you very much. All right, mystery solved. All right, that's the one I was thinking of. Well, let's see if we can find the old lady who did the uh, the lighter with the uh, thing. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Someone just said it. Better Off Dead. Ah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. All right, one more just to be sure. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Oh, yeah, it must be better yeah, off Yeah, it's dead. better off then. Everybody's okay. Uh, chiming in. Okay, we got the answer. No more calls. All right, Thank we're you good. so much. We're all good. Coming up, we'll talk about something else. <laughs> That's how we transition around here. It's we a good transition. Go another. Very Your smooth. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, mix of uh, precipitation today, snow and, uh, snow and rain with a high of 36. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 41. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Make it enough. To Springfield's Classic Rock at 749 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mixed precipitation today with a high of 36. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 41. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Imagine uh, you're uh, you're sitting at home, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to listen to a radio station and you have to walk all the way over to the other side of the room and inconvenience yourself, try to you know dodge furniture, maybe animals, a you know dog or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, and and fiddle with the, the knobs and the volume and all that stuff, like in the olden days when people actually had radios in their homes. Yeah, imagine being able to tell a device, "Hey, turn on Rock 102 and crank it to 11." Yeah, all right, just a <clears throat> well, that technology exists to to this very day, Steve. Really? Yes, it's called the Amazon Echo Pop. And uh, all you got to do to get one is uh, either go out and buy one or uh, get one for free by going to rock102.com and entering today's code word. 
You'll have until noon today to do so, and it's all brought to you by Yingling Flight. Okay? Yeah. Code word Alexa. The code word today, Steve, is the word stream. 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 All right. Like Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers and Ooh, Dolly Parton. I love that song. Written by the yeah. unflappable and legendary Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. Really? Barry Gibb wrote that? Barry Gibb wrote that. Huh. I would have thought that was a Kenny original. No. Yeah. That is that is all Barry Gibb from yeah. top to bottom. Yeah, I can picture him singing that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. The uh, The word today is stream. Stream. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. By the way, you got to work on your pops. Uh, me and another coworker were talking about that yesterday, that your pops aren't that great. And you really need to wash your hands before you put them in your mouth like that. Oh, I didn't realize I was going to be so heavily criticized for this. Well, I'm just trying to do everybody a favor well, by we, telling you that the code word is stream. We talk about you behind your back after the show's over. Well, I don't know why you would do something like that. Because, because... Uh, this this employee's interested in the show. He listens to the show. He wants to. He's he's all about to. It's the sound guy. Yeah, I know. Hey, let me uh, let me throw something at you because yeah. uh, this happened to me yesterday, and for the life of me, I don't understand why this is still happening in 2024. But yeah. doggone it, it's still happening. I'm uh I'm sitting at my kitchen table yesterday afternoon, minding my own business, doing my own thing. You know, a little uh, doing a little work on the side, uh, which I do uh, almost every day, and then suddenly. Out of nowhere, out of the blue, there's a knock on my front door. Just like that, yeah. Steve. Thank you very much You're for welcome. providing the Michael Winslow sound effects to the story. So I go, uh, I, yeah. So I'm I go. So, the door. Uh, yeah, that's the sound of me getting up off the Here, chair. You know what? I'll, 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 I'll do the sound effect. Go ahead. All right. So I, uh, I hear the knock on the Wait, door. Wait, get up off the chair. So I get up off the chair. <coughs> and I walk over to the front door. And I open the door, and I poke my head out the door to see who is the the person knocking. It is a guy who is asking me if I would like to buy solar panels for my house. Hello! Would you like to buy some solar panels? Who the hell in 2024 is selling successfully... Solar panels door to door. I don't in this uh, 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 these days. I don't know anybody who does door to door anything anymore. Right. I don't know why you would even do that. And matter of fact, if somebody's coming door to door for you, it's probably a scam. Oh, I like would those, say uh, like those driveway guys. Hey, we'll seal your driveway uh, if you give us uh, five hundred bucks. We got the stuff right here in the back of the truck, and then they. Prep everything, and yeah. then they leave, and they never come back and seal the driveway. But they do take your five hundred bucks. Yeah, you actually you're better off going with a reputable company. Yeah, uh, one that you maybe found on the internet because the internet would never yeah. steer you wrong. But who the hell? One who is still doing door to door sales legitimately? I mean, legitimately. And then two, who the hell was falling for this? Uh, you know what? I mean, I, I, you know, I would. No offense, I don't care what you're selling, even if you're handing me a watchtower. I'm not yeah. buying what you're selling if you're coming to my door. Here's a couple of things. There are plenty of people out there that would be duped by this, and mostly it's it's probably elderly people. But there is you know, there's the I mean you think think about all the people when you talk about people who are involved in the scam business, like mm-hmm. you know, let's just say the internet scams or the phone scams and things like that. 
the reason why they keep doing that is because there is a certain number of people that start giving up their personal information, and then all of a sudden, then you got uh, you got a identity thief on yeah. your hands here. Well, I gotta know, I tell you, um, I'm not interested in solar panels for my house. Yeah, um, and for no reason is I just uh, I just don't really want them. But even if you were, you would call a reputable company who does that. I kind would get of recommendations thing. from other people right. I know who have solar panels. Right, I would right. not be waiting. Boy, I sure wish someone would come to my house with a with a sales pitch for solar yeah. panels I don't need. I'm ne- no one ever does that. I'm never going to do that. So I told the guy I'm not interested, and I you know was able to shut the door like right away. But I'm thinking I'm thinking I was like, who the hell thinks this is a good idea? Uh, you ever hear of those scams where they go over to the people's homes and then they get get one person outside of the front of the house mm-hmm. while they send a decoy to the back, or a de- decoy is the is the person at the door trying to sell you something but then they have a their uh, co-criminal yeah. going around the back of the house and breaking in and stealing all the stuff while you're you're outside out front talking to the guy yeah it's, it's like stealing tvs off your wall yeah yeah i don't like that so you just got to be vigilant you really do because yeah. you know what there's always someone looking to screw you and, and i don't mean to make that sound like a paranoid statement but yeah i think we've kind of proven that that's kind of true there's always somebody out there looking to Looking to jack you. Did, were you nice about it, or did you just say, get the hell off my property? <sighs> I'm going to say my tone was not probably at my best. You I was it. probably not that polite about it. You need a no trespassing sign. You should really do yeah, that. There I, are I, no I, soliciting or something like that. Like just, it's okay to have those there, but yeah. you, and you don't even need to have like an aggressive one. You can just have like something small, even at the door, yeah. saying "sorry, uh, no solicitors or sales or anything like that." Yeah, I like you. The I would like to have like a suspended like a thousand pound weight over my front door and just like hit a button if someone's uh, trying to sell solar panels. Like a big boxing glove that uh, accordions out? Yes. Like in a cartoon? Exactly. Yeah, all right. I can see that happening. I do not like door-to-door sales. I don't care if it's, uh, if it's uh, cookies from Girl Scouts or the Jehovah Witnesses or some guy selling solar panels. Do not come to my house. Yeah, I can't remember the last time. You know what? Somebody came to my door back in 2021. Selling magazines and I'm like, get out of here! No, but uh, scam artist is is doing that. That's that's what it is. Yeah, disguised as Boy Scouts. No, this kid shows up. He's like trying to raise money for his college project. I'm like, get out of here! Like, just go home. Door to door sales. What what a way to humiliate a child. Door to door sales. It's not even a child. This was like a young adult. This is a college kid, probably in his twenties. Yeah, forget it. Don't buy into that. Oh yeah, don't that. Listen, it's the it's the worst kind of uh, exchange there can ever possibly be. It's eight uh, seven fifty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rockwood 02. You're now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't mean to brag, but in my wallet, you will find exactly $18. Oh, sure, I could be out on the town and flashing that sort of wealth around, you know, baller style. But deep down, I'm a humble fella. Not the sort of attention-seeking creep that's dropping down for five, three singles, and a ten just to impress everybody. Instead, I'm a sort of high roller that likes to keep close watch on the money coming in and a tighter grip on the money going out. So when I hear that a guy like Robert Kraft is looking to unload a Brinks truck load of cash to replenish the Patriots with high-priced talent, I certainly will not be the one to stand in the man's way. Yesterday during a radio interview, one that did not happen here on Rock 102, 
Patriots head coach Gerard Mayo confirmed that Mr. Kraft will be, quote, bringing in talent 1,000%. He also went on to say, we're ready to burn some cash. Sure they will. But does Mr. Kraft have $18 burning a hole in his pocket? Well, that remains to be seen. Now, you might wonder, if the Patriots are ready to burn some cash, why didn't they do it last year when they could have used players with actual talent? Well, it's like this. This year, unlike last year, the Patriots are projected to be $65 million under the salary cap. That's the fourth highest amount in the NFL. They also own the third pick in the draft, the highest position that the Patriots have had since Mr. Kraft bought the team 30 years ago. In other words, Gerard Mayo isn't lying when he goes on a radio show, one that isn't this one, and tells you that the Patriots have money to burn. So much money that by comparison, it makes the $18 in my wallet seem slightly irrelevant. My question is this. If the Patriots are looking to burn some cash, say if they find themselves unable to spend all $65 million of that fat stack of cash, I would be more than willing to help ease that burden and take a little bit off their hands. Yes, I know, they probably have other things in mind, but let me just say that it would be my pleasure to accept that money towards which I would provide receipts. That would help everybody. So as we move forward during the offseason, let's keep that offer in mind just in case they find themselves running into a little bit of trouble. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. You a bird lover? So is Catherine at the Palmer Rockies. Katie Birders Blend and Katie Song Bird Blend. You buy one, you get one free at Rockies. Plus good people, bird lovers like Catherine and Palmer and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. And the Black Crows of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mixed precipitation today with a high of 36. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 41. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, you remember that thing we were talking about the uh, last few days or uh, even from last week, the Applebee's Pass? Yeah. The $200 weekly date night pass from Applebee's. The offer uh, by that company that included up to $30 in food per week for a year sold out yesterday in just one minute. A company spokesperson confirmed to uh, a local TV station, the uh, not our local TV station, but somebody else. The uh, date night pass gives up a $30 food discount on food and non-alcoholic drinks 52 times between February 1st of 2024 and January 31st of 2025. The pass can only be used once per 24-hour period. Oh, man. Wow. Really, that sucks. I mean, who wouldn't want to have more than one meal a day at an Applebee's? Well, I mean, if you went in at 9 o'clock at night, you're not going to be able to go back there until 9 o'clock the next night. you got really got to plan that out. I suppose. The uh, demand was so high that the restaurant's website temporarily crashed when the passes went up for sale. According to the Applebee's website, the number of passes available for purchase was extremely limited. The company has not said how many passes were sold. This is why I think this is a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? This whole operation. Mm-hmm. If you're not telling anybody how many you have, it's just a draw to your website. They technically... Could have only had one available. Was there anything on the website that suggested uh, while supplies last? Uh, well, it, it says there's a limited number available, but it doesn't say what that number is. Yeah. Which makes me think that they're lying. Because well, cause a lot of times what a, what a place will do is they'll say yeah, it's for a limited time or you know while supplies last. It's like a, like a catch-all so they yeah. don't get caught up in this kind of stuff. 
Uh, if you've if if we've learned one thing from our Applebee's date night pass, it's that our guests are hungry for date night at Applebee's. No, no, no they're not. They're getting discount food is what they're trying to do because the price of food is through the roof right now. Right. Uh, we're always looking for ways to make date night special for our guests. Then why don't you cook something palatable? <laughs> I mean, if you're looking yeah. to make date night special, yeah. I'm sure it's not going to happen over some chicken fajita roll-ups. Yeah, I'm not buying the whole idea that they uh, that they had like lots of these to give away, even if the limited number. What would a limited number be to you? Two hundred, well, even if it was like two hundred. Well, if you're, I mean, you're talking, this is like nationwide, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of a phony scam if it's only like limited to two hundred. Of course, it's a phony scam. Yeah. I mean, if you sign, if you said you got twenty four hours to sign up, yeah, and you sell as many as you can in twenty four hours. All right, well, there you go. You've given everybody a chance to do it, and that would be fine. But if you only had a limited number, it's your company. You you set the line. Uh, thank you for our fans for their interest in Applebee's date night pass. The response so far exceeded our expectations as the passes sold out in one minute. We were not aware that people were so desperate for food. Yeah, God, uh, who, who knew in this day and age? <laughs> Many users on social media were disappointed in the limited availability of the pass, which the restaurant said was worth up to $1,500. The most recent post on the uh, restaurant's uh, X, Twitter, or whatever you want to call it, account is filled with users who are upset because they were able to be unable to purchase one. Yeah. Well, where's all the people that won one? It's a good where's, question. Where's the influx, or where's at least the the people that actually purchased this thing for two hundred dollars? This is why I think it's uh, full of crap, because it reminded me of a story that came out a couple of years ago about Applebee's and what a bunch of scumbags they are in their corporate office. Because this guy, an Applebee's uh, director of a a, fra- a franchisee, I guess. He writes uh, during the pandemic. The director of operations for an Applebee's franchise in, a franchisee in Kansas has been placed on leave after a leaked internal memo went viral. I think you probably remember this. I'm trying to remember. In the email, the executive suggests rising gas prices could allow employers to lower wages. Right? The email, dated <laughs> March 9th of 2022, was posted to an anti-work forum on Reddit and then picked up on social media. Applebee's franchisee, Apple Central LLC Executive Director of Operations, Wayne Prankratz, uh, wrote that rising gas prices could benefit employers because it will, quote, increase application flow and has the potential to lower our average wage. Pankratz wrote that most of the franchise operator's employees' base lives paycheck to paycheck. An increase in gas price cuts into their disposable income, he continued. Mm -hmm. As inflation continues to climb and gas prices continue to go up, that means more hours employees will need to work to maintain their current level of living. It's all good in the neighborhood. Because uh, workers are no longer supported by government stimulus, he argued that people will be forced back into the workforce, competitors will be forced to cut employee hours or pay less to hit profit margins, and some businesses will not be able to hold on, driving more employees into the hiring pool. We all uh, competed to hire out of the limited applicant pool, and there was a wage war, he wrote. We all saw business hiring team members at $18 to $20 an hour. They will no longer be able to afford to do this. Frank Ritz, uh, contends that the labor market is, quote, about to turn in our favor. 
Besides hiring employees in a lower wage to decrease our labor when able, he also urges managers to keep their pulse on employee morale and to be conscious of their situation. What a nice guy. Oh, what a, what a, what a mensch. You know, think about that. I mean, on one hand, he's talking about lowering wages, but on the other hand, he wants to make sure everybody's happy about it. Yeah. Many will need to work more hours or get a second job, he wrote. Do things to make sure you are the employer of choice. Get schedules completed early so they can plan their other jobs around yours. More importantly, have the culture and environment that will attract people. Attempts to reach Prankratz or Apple Central were unsuccessful. Prankratz's letter, however, took on a life of its own on social media with some calling for a boycott. But apparently that nobody remembered that because there was a bunch of idiots trying to go get $200 pass for a year <laughs> for some really delicious food. Yeah. Applebee's parent company, Dine Brands Global, uh, noted that the casual dining chain is almost entirely operated by franchisees among the 1,579 restaurants in the U.S., only 69 giggity are com- company-owned. It's not clear how many units Apple Central operates. Kevin Carroll, Dine Brand's chief operation for Applebee's, uh, said, uh, this is the opinion of an individual, not Applebee's. But how long did it go into the corporate office until it went on social media before somebody was like, yeah. oh, we got to back away from this guy? Well, you know, that's <laughs> see, that's the thing. You don't always know. <sighs> yeah. When something gets leaked, there's almost yeah. always a scapegoat. Yeah, they have to say, well, we're getting rid of this guy. He's yeah. no longer the director of operations. Really? You're going to fire the director of operations for all your restaurants in that location? Weren't you the uh, the manager that told him to put yeah. out a memo re- regarding this exact thing? Meanwhile, several restaurant chains in the recent round of earnings said they did not expect higher labor costs to go away anytime soon. Applebee's restaurants secured more than 58,000 applications on single national hiring day in February of 2022. Uh, the company said in their earnings call that year. I don't know. Sounds like a bunch of scumbags. Well, work. I mean, it's yeah. Listen, uh, these are these are hard times. Hard times in the restaurant business. What with uh, you know inflation and uh, supply issues. Uh, now you want to pay people too. I mean, you know, like these poor business owners are being nickel and dime to death. It is kind of a uh, a snapshot into you know a corporate mentality of how. Pretty much everybody is expendable, and they'll do things in order to keep you from earning any more money. When you're talking, while ab- they're making record oh, yeah. profits, when you're talking about like a like an independently owned business, yeah, a small business, you know, usually the owner can try to do his best to make sure that you know employees are you know well taken care of to the best of their ability. Very often. But when you get to like a corporate level type of an employer, mm-hmm. then it becomes less about individuals and more about numbers because you're not aware of the individuals. You're not facing the individuals. You're literally just looking at a ledger or a spreadsheet and saying, aha, here's a way we can cut some cash. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, and unfortunately that's, that's just the way it that, goes. But I mean, I, I mean, I, it's, it's not just because it's corporate or something like that. It's like, but that's the advantage, I think, that the corporate world has because you're able to purchase bulk amount of food. It's obviously not something that's – it's not like there's a head chef there at an Applebee's going, yeah, well, here's the uh, special of the day. It's the same food. It's yeah. all prepackaged. It's just being cooked. Yeah, see, the difference is yeah. if you go to an independently uh, owned restaurant, you have a head chef. Right. 
if you go to an like a a large corporate office that has restaurants, they have someone in charge of research and development. Yeah, right. That's the head chef of the company. Hey, listen, beef prices are up this year. What are we gonna do? How about that uh, that stuff out of the back of a truck? Can we go get that and serve it up? Perfect. We don't. Yeah. We don't need uh, you know guaranteed Japanese wagyu beef. No, no, no. We can get uh, stuff from a from a Chinese open air market. <laughs> listen, that never this, caused any problems with anybody before. This came out of the trunk of a Subaru. With meat in a cooler. I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, yeah, it's it's one step up from that meat van guy driving around Westfield. <laughs> hey, uh, one of you guys want a couple of T-bones? I got them in my cooler in the back. One at a time. Yeah. It's 821 at Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's the expert. Uh, we already told you that Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is a, a total sellout. Uh, so many things in this radio station uh, are a sellout. Yeah. Uh, but it's February 3rd at the Delaney House in Holyoke, and uh, tickets are, for the large part, uh, unavailable. Unless you go to rock102.com and enter uh, enter before noon on February 1st. We're going to choose one winner at random to join us at Bourbon Barbecue and Blues. It's going to be a great night. Brought to you by Touch of Color Painting, your go-to painting company, Western Mass., and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Sweet. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Hey, uh, we don't get to eat at those things, do we? <laughs> I don't think there's ever no. enough for us. Well, you know, it's a sit-down meal. Yeah. And, uh, well, you why know, can't we get one? Because we don't even have a table. Why is that? I do not know why there's never been a table for staff because yeah. there really should be a staff table because it would be. I can't. I can't stand for that uh, length of time. Well, I'm going to be taking note if there are any staff sitting down at a table uh, on that night, and uh, well, uh, well, they could have purchased tickets. I'll pick. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I got to get cash for that. Yeah, yeah. We can't even afford a ticket or anything. Wait, wait, go ahead. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, that's the way, the way to uh, get to the last remaining tickets. Ah, tickets. Right. I don't think I have ever enjoyed the meal. I have never enjoyed the meal there, which I know I would because it's always it's it's always a home run at the uh, the Laney House. Yeah. Or any of the log cabin, uh, you know. Plus, uh, you got all that bourbon. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not drinking, but I know well, lots no. of people would love a, a a good thing of bourbon. No, but I would love a barbecue. Yeah. Just like anybody else. You know, I was at a, a restaurant not that long ago when uh, my wife and I went to um, well, went to went to Broadway to see a show. By the way, they really treat us highly. Oh, yeah. No, they really do. Uh, I went to this really nice restaurant and, uh, you know, ordered a steak. And, they, and the, the waiter was like a really, one of these waiters that was like, you know, incredibly great service. You know, kind of paying for it. And he says, uh, would the Mr. Like a, a cocktail, say, like, uh, an old-fashioned, perhaps? And I just sit there going, you know what? Yes, I will have the recommended old-fashioned. An old-fashioned? Yeah. What you, like 72? No. Right. Uh, 35 min- $35 later, I thought, well, you know what? That was a pretty <laughs> stiff drink. Dude, was it muddled? It was muddled. It was made uh, properly. It my, was good. My uh, my father used to drink those, the rye old-fashioned muddled. Man, I'll tell you what, it really did. It, there are some drinks that just taste like you're an old man. Uh, Like a sidecar? A, yeah, a sidecar, get- yeah. Like a, like a Tom Collins, you know, one of those things. Uh, How about a, a gimlet? Did you ever have a gimlet? I have had a gimlet. Or, I like a gimlet. How about a good Moscow mule? 
Those are popular. Or again. a corpse reviver. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a, how about a French 75? Oh, you know what? Here's one that's gone uh, by the uh, by the way of the dinosaur. The mint julep. Mint juleps are gross. I don't like a really? mint julep. I don't like, I don't like, I don't it's like bourbon, them. It's bourbon. It's mint. It's sugar. It's uh, yeah. How could you not like that? I, it, I don't know. I guess I, I want something that tastes a little bit more like scope. It's uh, it's like one of those things where you have and you, you're wearing like a Mark Twain hat and you're yeah. sitting on your rocking porch in your front yard and, go, and you're sipping it and you go, mm, it's good to have land. <laughs> 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 we got news next on Rock 102. Here's your... 8.35 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Two men were arrested in Springfield Friday night after police uh, responded to reports of shots being fired on Orange Street. When officers arrived, they found both suspects, 32-year-old Dewan Hackett and 39-year-old Felix Smith-Ward, both of uh, Springfield, walking away from a truck near nearby Malden Street after ignoring officers... The two men went inside an apartment they were not allowed to be in. Both men were eventually arrested. A search of the truck uh, seen near the pair uh, earlier had a loaded gun inside, along with 100 bags of heroin, more than 4 grams of crack cocaine, marijuana, and cash. All to be one here on the Spray Wheels. Tell him what he's won, Bob. Well, you've won Z-Brick for every room in your home. Rice-a-roni, the San Francisco treat. And the Massachusetts Law Enforcement Home Game, which you can play with friends and family for hours of enjoyment. All to be played after a two-and-a-half-year hiatus at the Hamden County House of Correction. Estimated retail value of your defense? $15,000! Well, they do it all the time, you know? Crazy, crazy kids out there doing stuff. Yeah, they just, they, they, you know, they don't know what kind of consequences there are in the world. Uh, a car accident uh, closed the section of Main Street in Holyoke this morning. According to fire officials, emergency crews responded to the intersection of Main and Jackson Street for a two-car crash around 5 a.m. Firefighters were able to pull one person from the car. A total of two people were transported from the scene with one with minor injuries and one in critical condition. The Holyoke Police is investigating. Uh, Western Mass News had a crew on the scene, and we'll give you the latest details, uh, and we haven't heard any updates, so I'm assuming the street is still closed at 8.37 a.m. 5 a.m. I would like to think that well, uh, you never you know, know. maybe could, they've reopened things. Well, it could be. I mean, if you have somebody who's in critical condition, it might actually be something that's still closed. I, I, I just, I really wish there was more of an update. You know what I mean? Steve, we talk about this every week. It's like, you know, they're they're not in the business of fulfilling the obligation or promise that they're going to keep you up to date with new information. They got new stories to tell. Yes. And like, they got a cooking segment. Ooh, what's coming over the wire? Ooh, it's Martha Stewart's birthday. Ooh, and what is Chef Tell making today? A Springfield police seized another gun from a repeat offender on Washburn Street this past Saturday. During a traffic stop on Plainfield Street, police found a loaded gun in the car. Officers said they were trying to place the driver, who was identified as 32-year-old Austrian Pegis, under arrest when he uh, hit an officer in the chest and uh, took off running. Uh, he was eventually arrested, and police recovered dozens of pills uh, and crack cocaine in a fanny pack. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Tough Guy with his fanny pack. Yeah, I know. Hard, yeah. to, hard to look tough in the streets when you're walking up and downtown with the, a fanny pack. You got your mite all in there along with your crack cocaine. 
I would pop those before you go into jail because you're going to need it for all the complaining and headaches you're going to get. Are you ready to, su- to surrender all that pampering for yourself? <laughs> pampering. Do they even still make that? I, I remember seeing know. commercials of that during the uh, during the uh, like the Days of Our Lives uh, show. Pampering. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I guess they still make it. Pampering and uh, Dexatrim. That was a. Uh, that yeah. was the two uh, things that I remember being. I need an Anison. An Anison. I have a pounding headache. Do they still make Anison? I don't think they do. I think Anison was, uh, that was like, one, wasn't it one of those things? They had a poisoned uh, something thing? Or was that Tylenol? Tylenol was, uh, had a problem in the early 80s where it was being tampered with. Yeah, they had, um, there were, but it was it was a guy that was doing it, right? Yeah, it was like a guy in Chicago or something. It was ta- tampering with, with, uh, with Tylenol. And then to... Make sure that it wasn't happening all over. They recalled all the Tylenol, right? Yes. Oh, man, that was a big mess. Yeah, that was a big news story back in the 80s. Uh, court documents indicate that former Chicopee Public School Superintendent Lynn Clark is expected to plead guilty to federal charges. A filing submitted Monday by her attorney, Jared Olinoff, to U.S. District Court in Springfield asked the court to change a hearing scheduled for today to be a uh, Rule 11 hearing because Clark has, quote, entered a plea agreement with the government and intends to plead guilty to the indictment. Clark was uh, indicted by in April 2022 by a federal grand jury and has been charged with lying to the FBI while she is also accused of threatening a local police chief candidate in dozens of texts using a fake phone number. Hmm. In December of 2021, law enforcement received a report that a police chief candidate in Chicopee received text threats, which uh, forced the victim to withdraw from consideration. In April of 2022, Clark was taken into federal custody in connection with the threats, Later that same month, Clark was indicted by a federal grand jury on two counts of making false statements to federal investigators. Now, as a former superintendent of schools, is it possible that this plea agreement may result in a number of detentions? uh, Lots of detentions. Lots of detentions. After school ones, like that two to five time. Yeah. Those are the hard ones. Or like an office detention. They always uh, announce that in my high school. You have office detention, which means... You did something really bad if you got to sit in the front office. We had, uh, it was after school suspension. So you'd have to go the whole day. Yep. And then until 5 o'clock from 2 to 5, you mm-hmm. would have to stay three hours a day. That's awful. I never- Sit uh, in a quiet room. I never got suspended. I had my share of detentions, but I never got suspended. And I always wondered, you know, those kids that got suspended from school mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, weren't allowed to go to school for like three days. Yeah. What kind of trouble a kid could get in three days while their parents are at work, oh, left at deba- home by themselves? Debauchery. Oh, total debauchery. Yeah. yeah. Suspension is like the, the the worst thing you can give a kid. That kid's only going to get into more trouble. He's not yeah. learning his lesson. Now we're going we're going to punish you with three days of no school. See, they used to do they, they had three different levels. It was suspension. Yeah. Uh, in school suspension, right. where you would sit in a uh, in room two hundred five. That was the big room. Okay, room two hundred five for the entire day. You know, for, and you eat lunch see, in there. You don't interact with anybody. You just got the one proctor in the room, and that's it. See, to me, that's a real punishment. Yeah, telling a kid that they get to stay home for three days. Yeah, is like giving a kid a Christmas present in July. Yeah, it's the greatest thing a kid could wait could could expect. 
It's uh, it's almost like uh, it's it's kind of the reason why I don't really necessarily agree with the death penalty. Uh-huh. Not not because I don't believe somebody deserves like if you like murdered somebody in a horrific way. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people out there who would agree, and I think an initiate knee jerk reaction would say, yeah, you know what, that guy deserves to be put to death as well. But I'm more of the put yourself in solitary confinement. That is more of a of a punishment, I think. I know you'll never be able to do anything normal ever yeah. again. There, there's this whole um, you know cruel and unusual punishment thing that the the laws talk about. Yeah, but I've always felt kind of like that. If if yeah. you really wanted to punish somebody and you were not like say in a death penalty state, yeah, then really punish them. Like you know, give them a cell that you know you can't turn the lights off, or, yeah. or, or a cell with a very uncomfortable mattress. Where every night's sleep, they wake up and they're you know their the back is all you know you know all jammed up I, and it like you know really make it un- uncomfortable. I'm totally for that. That's yeah. pain and suffering. Taking death is the easy way out. Yeah, like make the toilet super cold. Ooh, nobody likes that. Yeah, but but we are really still talking only about a superintendent. She doesn't. Yeah, I know, but we're all. Of, but, she doesn't deserve that kind of punishment. But we are broadening yeah. the discussion. Yeah. I think you know, but you know, people who are committing like real serious crimes, not the crime of downloading an app well, and making make, making it impossible for someone to get a job they're applying for. It, it'll actually be interesting to see what the details of the plea agreement are because. Remember they raided the Chicopee Police Department during that time with all the yeah. computers and all that stuff. It'll be interesting to see if they found anything during that investigation. It'll also be interesting to see if any of it's reported on, because that would require a follow-up by local journalists. Yeah, well, you're not going to get, you know, it's going to be somebody from, like, NBC Boston that finds out. Or the Boston Herald. No, the Daily Mail from you from the United Kingdom will come over here. They always have more in-depth information than, than any of our local or even national news outlets what is that all about i mean you're absolutely right remember yeah. like the uh, the old the, that bullying case in uh, south hadley yeah there was more information on the daily, daily mail. mail from london than there was on a local paper or anywhere else in massachusetts it was i mean actually it was it was ridiculous uh yeah that's just uh, that's just ridiculous uh here's something you can relate to a, a woman in wisconsin suffered uh, heartbreak on saturday when the green bay packers lost to the san francisco 49ers yes but not a heart attack Emergency services were sent to a home in Madison on Saturday night after a woman called 911 saying that her aunt was in trouble. She had just gotten a text message from her aunt that said, I'm having a heart attack, but she didn't mean it literally. She was watching the Packers game and she was anxious about it since the 49ers were coming back. Well, that fourth quarter was tough. And a few minutes later, the Madison Fire Department pulled up to the aunt's home and the aunt, 100% live and well, went out smiling, said it all been a big misunderstanding. She apologized to the EMTs and paramedics, saying she didn't realize that her words were would be taking would be taken seriously. Well, yeah. See, this is the problem this is with a texting. Dumb story, by the way, <laughs> it's the problem this with texting. A... You know, you know, unless if you're going to say something like that, at least follow it up with an appropriate emoji. Yeah, yeah. You know, have like a like that picture of the broken heart, or this, or the, or or even with the, but the broken heart, but then with the. With the crying laughter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I was just kidding. I mean, if you're smiling when the EMTs showed up. 
you know, a few emojis would have solved that problem. You know what? She should have been taken in for a mental health evaluation for being a Green Bay Packers fan. All right, don't with. even start with I'm that. I'm just saying. Don't even start. That's a team of the future. Ma'am, your head's made of cheese. You need medical attention immediately. <sighs> and, 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 and what? That game was pre-scripted? Like all the others. Well, I'm glad that you're uh, coming over to the dark side. Oh, I'm not coming over to any side. That. You can hear about it all on my new radio podcast. <laughs> and by the way, birds aren't real either. <laughs> They're government drones and surveillance going on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see how you fare when the when the courts force you to pay a billion dollar settlement. And the National uh, Weather Service has issued their own storm-creating rain and snow that's going to blanket the area uh-huh. that is all created by a machine out in central United States. How Jesse, do you feel about, Jesse I, Ventura visited yeah. that thing. How do you feel about the moon landing? Was that, uh, was that fake, too? We never went to the moon. Ever. Anyway, uh, you're behind here. How do those footballs not roll off the the edge of the flat earth? Yeah, how do they not roll? (laughs) That's a good question, Bax. If the earth is so flat, how come balls aren't just flying over the edge all the time? We have space balls everywhere. And who's catching them? They are. They are. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of uh, rain and snow today with a high of 38. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 41. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. The 99 Restaurant now has early week supper specials. Bring the family and enjoy a delicious roast turkey dinner every Sunday. Hearty meatloaf every Monday. It's Classic Rock. It's 853 and Tom Petty. The latest from the greatest Tom Petty. Yes. Brand and, new music here on Rock 102. Well, I mean, he's not uh, releasing anything new at, at the moment, but, uh, you know, that's uh, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix has released 35 records over the last 50 years, so what, do you, what does that tell you? Um, you don't need the forecast that's going to suck today, so that's all you need to know. I mean, there's going to be some snow uh, and rain mm-hmm. uh, the next uh, 24 hours. No fire, no rain? I thought it was fire and rain that you're supposed to see. Uh, no, I see fire and I see rain, and I also see sunny days that I thought would never end. <clears throat> I can't remember the rest of the lyrics. I, uh, you know what? I've, uh, I haven't been brushing up on my James Taylor material lately. You know, I just saw a uh, an ad. You know, speaking of uh, shows, that uh, James Taylor is going to be uh, performing at uh, Tanglewood. What? Yeah, I know. And uh, the the announcement came with like a lot of fanfare. It's like, uh, you're not going to believe this. But James Taylor is coming to Tanglewood for the first time in 365 days. <laughs> I was like, James Taylor's about yeah, to come out yeah. of his house and walk down the street yeah. to Tanglewood. He probably, I think he lives there. Doesn't he live on the grounds? <laughs> I think he lives. I think he's. I think he's the gardener. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a. Uh, you know, he lives in Stockbridge, and I think he arrives by pneumatic tube, like a, ba- like a like 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 a bank tube, and right there to right there to the stage. I know his uh, his music is obviously not you know our genre, the stuff that we play, but it would be pretty interesting to talk to him because he's got a lot of history. John Lennon was the one that gave him his big break. 
Yeah, he was one of the Apple first uh, first Apple record uh, artists. Right, and, and I I, I want to hear like those stories. You know, the stuff that you do on your on your uh, musical podcast. Yeah, thing. Th- those are like good stories that that come. I do listen sometimes, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I mean that's the kind of that's the kind of in depth interviews that you that you want to hear. You well, want to you know, hear about the backstory and you know all these things and you know because wasn't uh, wasn't uh, Carly Simon's "You're So Vain" supposedly about him and all that stuff? No, and, it was supposed to be about Warren Beatty. Oh, it was Warren Beatty. I thought it was yeah, James. No, Taylor. no, 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 no. It was Warren Beatty. Oh, yeah. You know, the thing about it is like you know a lot of people have said you know I don't I don't know any of the artists you talk about on the on the, on the podcast. Like, dude, you know every every artist has got a great story. Yeah. And like, like for example, the one I, I'm, I'm doing this week, this guy Jim Scafish. Yeah, he, you know, he was at one point considered to be like this, you know, this genius, like this, like this prodigy, this musical prodigy. And the problem is, one guy decided he didn't like the music, so he wasn't going to support it anymore, wasn't going to pay for it, and the the music, you know, uh, and the the records went out of print. Well, how many times has it happened that one guy, the gatekeeper, decides what? He's willing to pay for so that you can listen to the music. How much music goes, uh, you know, unnoticed as a result mm-hmm. of that? You probably have like, like a like a hundred different records released every single week, maybe even more than that. Yeah, and maybe a small fraction of that becomes a hit. And, and it's not because it's the best stuff; it's because someone didn't support it. You know, uh, there's a, there's a there's a subreddit on Reddit called Music Suggestions. Yeah. The, and that's a really good one because it, it really kind of like yeah, some of it's not not something I'd be interested in anyway. But it makes you kind of go through your Spotify and start looking some of these artists up. A lot of that stuff is really good. Well, I, I had a, a listener the other day ask me uh, for some music recommendations. He said, "Yeah, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, I'm kind of like running out of stuff that I, you know, always listen to the same stuff. I kind of want to listen to something I've never heard before." Yeah. I said, "Well, what kind of stuff do you like?" He said, "I I like you know like heavier guitar yeah. music." So I gave him like four different suggestions, and he listened to it, and he's yeah. like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I've gone through my life and not have heard." these records i said man i'll tell you what you're just you know scratching the tip of the iceberg of what is out there to discover and mu- and like you were saying money kind of makes the world go around and uh, you know only certain people are really going to be pushed through to the top where where it would become a part of a mainstream kind of thing yeah there's so I much mean, other good music out there than for for you to get a hit record <laughs> it requires so many stars to align at once that it's an aberration when a song becomes an actual hit. Mm-hmm. When you consider the amount of music that's been released over the course of the last 50 years. I mean, I'm still discovering stuff that I've never heard that I love. Yeah. But it, you know, it takes it takes some effort to find it. I know. I was listening to uh, this new guy, uh, Percy Faith, the other day. Uh, man, what a oh, man, that voice guy, of velvet, man. It really it, did. He's, uh, he's going to make something out of himself one of these days. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, he really... Uh, Ray, The Ray Conniff Singers, I've become a big fan of. Oh, yeah, the uh, they're a brand new band. Yeah, they're right out of the chute. The, uh, did you ever hear the... Uh, it wasn't Ray Conniff. What was the other... Was it Ray Conniff who did the... Uh, <laughs> they did all like the the bear went over the mountain and all that stuff. Was it the Ray Conniff singers that did that, or was it Ray, oh Mitch Miller in the gang? Mitch That's Miller in the gang. My dad used to play it. Oh, God, oh what yeah, a horrible memory that we stuff. have. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, great shows and one I am sure you are not going to want to miss, Andrew Dice Clay is coming to Symphony Hall March sixteenth. Oh, he needed the money. It's going to be an evening of nonstop hilarity and side splitting laughs. 
We happen to have a pair of tickets. Why is some other comedian performing with him? Will you stop it? What? It's going to be a great show. Tickets are on sale now, and I happen to have a pair of tickets to the 10th caller at 293-1021. Good luck to you. There you go. It's uh, 859 on Rock 102.